Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Today's topic, recruiting from the inside out. Uh, we're talking about referral-based recruiting. Uh, knowing where to start is looking really <laughs> is start looking is really more important element than uh, when taking on a search. Uh, you must put some thought and creativity in the process. My name is Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Howard Power Radio Show. The purpose of our show is to help companies solve the most difficult hiring challenges to secure the best talent to ensure company success. So we're going to have some fun today. Our guest is the originator of performance-based learning systems and the CEO and founder of the Adler Group, Lou Adler. Hey, thank you, Rick. Lou, However, you got to get the company right. It's performance-based hiring, but we're start off to a real good start. I can see that. <laughs> and already we're throwing punches. I love it. Okay. So uh, how long is this going to go on? It's a, it's a half-hour show, okay. so it should be painless, let's hope. So um, the Adler Group is a consulting and training firm uh, that implements performance-based hiring at companies around the world. Um, you're also an author, uh, Amazon Top 10 Bestseller, Hire With Your Head, which is a fantastic book. Lou is also one of the top bloggers on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's Influencer Program. So again, thanks for being with us again. Hey, happy to be here. But again, the, the current, most current book is The Essential Guide for Hiring and Getting Hired. Got it. Which is also a bestseller. Okay. This is going to be a long, short half hour for you, but long for me. Woo! <laughs> 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 Rough room already. I'm loving it. Okay, so we met for lunch a few days back, and, and we had a great discussion about the power of kind of recruiting through referrals within your network. So let's explain to the audience what that means, you know, what uh, what referral-based kind of recruiting okay. is. Well, the, the basic concept is is that you can find anybody in the world with the one degree of separation. So I would prefer to find someone who is who knows the right candidate rather than looking for the right candidate and hope I can connect with that person. Sure. So when I take an assignment, I always ask the hiring manager three questions. Well, first question is, what does this person need to do, which is the work? Second question is, why would a good person want this job? And the third question is, who knows this candidate? Yep. So I'm that and that who knows the candidate is, whether I know the person directly or not, I'm going to try to link connect with that person to get a referral. That's called a weak connection. Got it. Got it. And so when you're uh, when you're working through that, that connection, uh, are you primarily working through people that you've w- worked through in your network before, or are you using the power of LinkedIn, or kind of where... Oh, where it's do- all... Well, in the olden days, when I was recruiting full-time, it was a network that I had already developed. Sure. But nowadays, you can build a network just in time. Sure. So the idea is, who does this person typically work with uh, to get the referral? For example, if you're looking for an accounting person, controller, they work with CPA firms. So you can call someone in that industry, in that office, who would know that person. Sure. If you're looking for salespeople, you might want to talk to who would that person be selling to and can you get a referral from that customer. So that's how the concept basically works. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you told me a story a couple of days ago about how the Black & Decker story, about how you had a, a search that was kind of a tough one and and you were able to kind of get through buyers. Yeah, well, I knew that the product I had was I was looking for a national sales manager selling to the big hardware stores, you know, at the time, Target, Sears, Kmart, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's. 
So the idea was it was do-it-yourself power tools. So I said, well, who buys do-it-yourself power tools? So I, at the time, LinkedIn wasn't there. I called up Home Depot. I said, who's the buyer? And they told me, and I talked to the guy, and he gave me a referral. A ter- great guy from – now, it took me a couple of days to do it. I had to convince him, uh, and I explained it to him, and uh, it worked out. We became, I wouldn't say friends, but certainly business associates, and he was very uh, – he said, this is a great guy. I don't know if you can recruit him or not, but leave my name out of it, and I got the guy's name. Absolutely. Okay. So, like, what, in- what impact can a company, would this actually have on a company as far as focusing in on, on a referral-based network as opposed to casting a wide net? Okay. So, I did a webcast last week. Or it was actually a training session. We have performance-based iron training. We offer it online. We often self-paced. But this was an online class. And I just asked people... And there was about 20 or 25 recruiters on the call. And I said, what's the source of your best candidates? And they all said referrals. Sure. At least those who are doing, you know, if you're doing high volume, it probably wouldn't be that. But if you're looking for three to six or a dozen, referrals are a great way to get them. Then I said, well, how much time do you spend getting those referrals? And while 75 to 80 percent of the best people were referrals, only people only spend 10 to 20 percent getting referrals. I said that doesn't make a lot of sense. No. So the impact of that, the value of that, is number one, you have to redisposition your time to a more effective place. I say fish in the right pond where yeah. the big fish hang out. So not only do you get more high quality referrals, it's more efficient because you don't have to present as many good candidates uh, to get the referral. They all call you back if you mention the referrer's name. You wouldn't call them if they weren't any good, so they're all pre-qualified. So it's not only efficient, but you raise the talent bar and the quality higher, and you don't have to send as many candidates out. So to me, it's a multiple-level win. Absolutely. And and so with a company that doesn't actually have a recruiting program in place, maybe a CEO that's starting to look for people, they often overlook that. They'll place an ad or something to that effect, right? So well, most, Many of them do, yeah, but yeah. not all of them do. So I can give you another story if you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'd okay, so uh, about three weeks ago, a president of a company called was a fellow I worked with in Europe. He moved uh, his whole business over here in the United States, starting a new business, needed a CEO. I had, in this case, he actually bought LinkedIn Recruiter. This mm-hmm. is the CEO. He said, I'm just going to get referrals. I don't want to use a search firm. Sure. So he went out and he looked for people. He had a couple of names from his board that were referred to him. So he actually proactively searched for candidates on LinkedIn, found a few, and I found a few, and we're now interviewing three or four that look like finalists. So Awesome. And he's got you running the process for him? I am interviewing all the candidates, which Excellent. is what I do. So, And I've got a few leads for him. Excellent. Okay. So uh, we're talking to Lou Adler, CEO of Adler Group, and we're talking about the power of referral-based recruiting initiative. We need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how to gain more referrals through recruiting efforts. You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. 
And welcome back to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and our guest is the legendary recruiting trainer and CEO, founder of the Adler Group, Lou Adler. So he's been sharing with us the importance of taking an inside-out approach to recruiting efforts. Now comes the good stuff. We're going to actually lay out for you how to, to do that. So now that we understand kind of the importance of a referral-based uh, sourcing program, let's let's break down how we do it. So if I'm a a, a brand new CEO and and I need to to actually, what would be the steps that I would take to, in order to implement something like okay, this? Okay, so in fact, I was just doing that. We're using Google for yeah. hire, so I was just building that whole process. The first thing I always say is let's define the job, which is when I ask the question, what does a person need to do? So it's, mm-hmm. every job can be defined as a four or five performance objectives that define the task, the action required, and some measurable result. Build a team of accountants to launch a new international accounting system. Well, you got to get five of those. Then you ask, why does a good person want this job? You have to have the employee value proposition. Mm-hmm. Then we suggest you build a what I call a candidate persona. Let's identify the ideal candidate. And we could, and it could be the person has a CPA, the person went to a big four, the person is a senior manager and be interested in a controller. Somebody who would see the job without a lot of effort that, uh, or convincing that this job was a career move. So now you say, how do I find that person? could be that you go through LinkedIn or you do your searching and you find candidates. The other one could be is, which I tend to like first, is who knows this candidate. Yeah. So that's the four. But it's written in what I call a candidate persona. It's just like a marketing plan for that job. And then we kind of identify those people. And for this for the CEO job, I needed someone who's running a company about 100 to $200 million. Well, I knew that YPO, Young Presidents Organization, had thousands of those people on their roster. I called the CEO, COO of... Uh, YPO, Young Presidents, out of Dallas, and I got two or three leads. And I never knew the guy. I just said, here's what I'm looking for. You might know someone. He said, that's kind of interesting job, and I would. So yeah. uh, so I get the referral. So that's the methodology is define the job, define the employee value proposition, define the candidate, and then begin your effort. I tend to focus on what I call a 40-40-20 plan to start, 40% referrals, 40% direct sourcing, meaning I identify candidates and send emails out, and 20% great compelling postings. For more senior-level job, it's probably 50-50. I don't do a lot of posting for senior-level jobs. Okay. Now, when you say define the job, let's break that down a little bit, because a lot of people put together a wish list, Right. I want five years of this, four years of that, something to that effect. It's a little bit, it's not about what the job is. It's a little bit more about what they think the person would be to be successful, right? Absolutely, yeah. So it's wrong. Totally 100% stupid way to do it. 100% I'll say that agree again, with stupid. You. <laughs> okay, I totally agree with you 100%. And actually, so what, what would be the key components that you put into it? Okay, so phone? let's just start. I, I, Hiring manager always gives you a job description, yep. which lists just what you said, Rick. It lists skills, duties, responsibilities, and experiences, yep. and academic backgrounds. But when you look at that, I tell the manager, who doesn't have to be president, could be the hiring manager, I said, that's not a job description. No. That is a person description. Yep. It's defining a person. I said, let's put the person description in the parking lot, and what does this person need to do to be successful? And I don't say, what does a person need to do to be average? I said, what would the person need to do to be in the top third of that job? I don't care if it's an engineer. I don't care if it's a manager. I don't care if it's what the job is. What does a person need to do that you would know at the end of the year this person is a top third person, which would raise the overall talent level at your company? That then becomes four to five performance objectives. 
Got it. Uh, did one for sales just the other day, and it was basically the person had to make quota. The best people make quota in six to nine months, and they continue to make it seven out of eight quarters. Okay, that's what a top third person does. The average person takes a year, and they make quota 50% of the time. So I said, well, let's get someone who can do it well. Then we build the process of how does that person make quota. Let's walk through how they get leads, how they make presentations, how they close the deal, how do they uh, prepare proposals, and how do they secure the business, and how do they follow up. So Got that's it. it's a sequence of of success we're looking at for the job. Okay, that, that's a key thing. Key, sequence of success as opposed to a wish list. Again, let's just reiterate, normal job orders are just stupid. No, job, yes, <laughs> it is true. There's well, anything that lists skills, because just think about it. The best people, think about it, the best people have the least amount of skills. That's what puts them in the top half. True, right? they can get five years worth of work done in three years. <laughs> so when people want more skills, you're actually, you want a less qualified person. So I said, hey, so when I look at a candidate, I'm saying, okay, what have you accomplished with your level of experience? And I want people who have accomplished 50 to 100% more than everybody else. Now you got a hot candidate. Absolutely. Now, okay, so let's talk about the next step, which which would be building out the value proposition. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what does that mean for... Well, the the employee value proposition, what's in it for the candidate? Mm -hmm. And there's really two steps to that. I always ask the manager, why would a top person want this job? And it's not a bunch of generic boilerplate and BS and hyperbole. So let me give you a few examples. Sure. Uh, for a cost analyst, I, some building company, I said, why would a top person want this job? Well, they're this and this and this. Okay. And it was nothing. I said, is this job important to your company? They, say, I, they said, yes. I said, why is it important to your company? Because this person's attention to detail drives our profitability. Hmm. I said, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It drives them. So now you've created a message that ties to something bigger. Yeah. It's why you want to do it. It's not just generic, must have 10 years of experience, have a CPA, have manufacturing background, and be detail-oriented. Yeah. It's your attention to detail drives our corporate profitability. That, and that's huge, and I think oh, it's just, often It's overlooked. a game-changer. Yeah, it's absolutely. often. It's always. It's People yeah. have this. Our company is the greatest place to work, which every company is, which is hard to believe. We have and, a ping-pong table. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the idea of being personalized and customized. Why would a person want it and tie it to something bigger, the mission or some initiative? Got it. And if you can combine that in a nice headline, that should be the top of your emails. That should be the top of your job posting. I call it job branding, but it's capturing that employee value proposition into a compelling marketing message. Absolutely. Okay. That's And there's a second component you said to it as well? Say that, repeat there that. There was a second component to it as well? Well, it's the idea of understanding why it's an important job to the company and then trying to tie it to a mission. Okay. Perfect. So I can, let me just give you a quick example because I'm thinking of it. My yeah. first job was many – nobody who's listening to this was born when I had my first job. But it was an engineer on an aerospace project. I thought the job was very cool, guidance systems. The people in the department, all older than me at the time, uh, thought it was kind of boring. They had just come over the lunar landing project on putting a man on the moon. They loved that work. It went 24-7 for five years. This was kind of targeting a missile uh, and it was the same work, but the mission was unimportant. Sure. So when you can tie it to a bigger mission, make that job important to a bigger mission, it really is valuable. You can really capture someone's attention. And now the job and the mission become what you're selling. Okay. Got it. Which is highly valuable. I mean, uh, especially if you're trying to gain buy-in from the candidate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So the third piece would be a candidate persona, correct? That's how you, that's how you find – that's really the marketing plan for the candidate. It's how you find the candidate. Okay. Let's drill down on that a little sure. bit if you can. Well, there's two ways to look at it. I look at it as how am I going to find the person mm-hmm. via email uh, and messaging? 
how am I going to find the candidate if I dig into a database? And how am I going to find the person? So it's three ways. And how can I find the person through a referral? Now, if it's a high-volume spot, it's going to be digging into my database, sending emails, and posting a very clever job. What I try to do, though, is I don't need to send emails to people I'm never going to hire. So our Boolean and our training program includes Boolean. We call it Clever Boolean. How do I separate the top 20 to 25% from the 75%? So every single candidate who's good has a word on his or her resume or multiple words that say they're in the top uh, quartile of their group. Ah, So what I try to do is only send emails to that group. For example, I'm working with an engineer. They probably have a patent or they probably prepared a white paper, or they probably spoke at that industry conference. Well, I look at that, and I just put the word speaker. And all of a sudden, I put the word patent, or I put another word that I would say is a good engineer. Which you work into your Boolean. Yeah, which I put into my bull- which okay. Boolean. It's simple, but it's I'm, I'm separating the best, because I, I don't have time to deal with people who aren't in the top quartile. Yeah, so yeah. that's how I instantly get people. Then I cherry-pick who would do it. I said, okay, if i got a director-level spot, uh, probably going to find a senior manager as opposed to directors or VP. So I, I go probably one spot lower. So if they get my email and it's compelling and I know they're top 25%, they would do, oh, I should take a look at this. And I, I have this process. Let me just end this. I have a called, don't sell the job, sell the discussion. Sure. It's slower. Going after top people is a slower process. They're not ready to jump ship and take a lateral transfer, but they might be open to talk about a career opportunity, and I just want to engage them in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And in career advancement is usually something that's on people's minds whether or not they're looking. Well, let me just say this. Uh, There's a study that came out, I think it was LinkedIn, just two weeks ago that said 90% of people reason good people leave companies is the career trajectory is, is not – there's no clear – positive career trajectory i always sell the career trajectory yeah yeah. i don't sell the money i said this is about career move forget the money if you don't want the job don't take it uh it's not a good career if you do want the job whatever we pay you is not unimportant but it's immaterial in comparison to where you're going well you know and typically what i find too is that when people bring up the money first and they're focused on the money they're usually not the person who's going to be right for the job yeah i wouldn't agree with that really okay you get a candidate who's not looking sure you get them on the phone they might initially think, what's the money? But that's a short-term reaction because they really hadn't thought about it. Yeah. Once you say, Rick, hey, it isn't really about the money, it's about the career move, they instantly change. Yeah. Now, if they don't instantly change when you make that pitch, then you're right. They're yeah. short-termers. Yeah. But I have another way of figuring that out. I just, as I interview a candidate, I ask him, why'd you go from job A to job B? And did you get what you wanted at job B? Why'd you go from job B to job C? And did you get what you want? Well, typically... People say they did it for career move, but it, it didn't work out. They lied to me. Sure. But if you see a pattern of shifting, it's really they took it for the money or what they got on the day they start, not what they were going to be doing or could be coming. And you see that very – it's almost within five minutes of the interview you can quickly tell that person's career pattern of yeah. how they've changed jobs. It's powerful because that's a pretty big decision, changing jobs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we want people to take long-term strategic decisions, not short-term tactical convenience decisions. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, and then the fourth piece, which was finding the person, right? So what, what are some creative ways in which people can gain referrals? Uh, you know. Well, here's the way I did it with the COO at YPO. I just sent, I said, hey, I got this very cool job. I ha- this was so simple. I said, you know somebody who can do this. And I didn't, all I did was had a picture of the company. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Uh, had a picture of the company. It was 
helping kids develop themselves and become better people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was very compelling. I said, I need a CEO. You know somebody in your firm does it. He calls me back instantly. He says, I think I do know somebody for this. Yeah. So it was. it's always a compelling message. Sure. With the national sales manager, Home Depot, I said, I got, some, I got a product. I got somebody who's going to come to your office six weeks from now and present you a line of do-it-yourself power tools that will double the battery life of everything else on your store. What I'm looking for is a national sales manager that you can trust. And I know you know somebody. He said, you don't need a national sales manager. Tell the president to call me. I'll buy it tomorrow if it's true. <laughs> Literally, I said, I'm a yeah. recruiter. I'm not going to do that. But then a couple of days later, he called me and said, here's a guy for you. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, you do have to be creative and compelling to get the referral if you don't know them. And, and those both are really creative ideas. I mean, oh, yeah, you think about gotta, it. I mean, to go, to go to the buyer is creative. I mean, it's brilliant, actually. But I also had to get – I thought it was pretty obvious – I've called up project managers on scrum teams. I've called accountants to get uh, at CPA to get controllers. I've called lawyers to get business development people. So to me, it's just that's it's what you should do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, what I think that a lot of companies and recruiters forget to do is looking for a coworker at their own company. So if you've got a company of a couple thousand people, nobody knows more than 150. Hey, okay, yeah. I need an engineer to do this. Well, who works with engineers? Who isn't an engineer? Well, it could be a marketing product marketing person. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of product marketing people at our company whom you don't know. Look for them up on LinkedIn. Connect with them and say, who is the best engineer you have that can design turbulent airflow in a narrow tube? Oh, I work with this guy over at Honeywell. Yeah, he's good. Is he looking? It doesn't matter if he's looking. I'll recruit him. Yeah. Uh, but now I, but if, if they're good, I won't call them obviously they're not good. I'll mention the referrer's name. They call me back 100% of the time. And I only call people who have been pre-qualified. So now yeah. I'm in the game. All i got to do is convince them yeah. that the job is worthy. Makes it so easy. All right, so networking groups, customers, coworkers. Um, let's see, any other creative places for somebody to look? Well, I think it's uh, – rec- here's what I call it. Draw a network diagram of the person this person would work with on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. It could be, and then you just start thinking, okay, how would I connect with those people? That's right. Who would know these people? Uh, we had something for some HVAC design engineers. Well, I looked up on it, and many of them joined a society. It was in Southern California. It was Long Beach. I uh, met the leader of that society. He gave me three names. So there's, you just got to think about who do these people work with on the job in a professional capacity, build that network up, and then see if you can connect with those people, and then ask for great referrals. Wow. Excellent. There we have it. I mean, that's those are key creative ideas. Thank you for sharing that with us. So, hey, painful start, but was it a, a better finish? Much, much better. Okay, okay. okay. I know you were however, a little worried in the beginning. <laughs> however, well, what I am the founder of is performance-based hiring. Yes. That is a hiring process that is designed from beginning to end to hire great people. And you yep. have to do all the components. Yep. To find the job, find the people, interview them, and close them. You do those things, you'll hire great people every time. Absolutely. So, um, hey, Lou, thank you. It was an honor to have you in the studio today. Thank you for and having Thank me. you for having us on the show, or thank you for being on the show and investing your time with the Higher Power, Power Radio community. Um, now, what's the best way for our community to reach out to you if uh, they want to Learn more. Yeah, well, they could certainly search on performancebasedhiring.com, and you'd get to our website, or info at performancebasedhiring.com, and we have me and everybody looking at those emails, so we'd love to get them. And okay. happy to give you a demo of all our training programs and our methodologies. Absolutely. And you're also an influencer on LinkedIn. So I write blogs every that. day. I did yep. a good one this morning on horse sense. Huh? There we go. 
All right. I love it. Uh, so thanks for our listening, our listening audience for tuning in today's show. Uh, quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Haley Stern, Shanti Ryle. Uh, to listen to this show and any of our prior shows, you can reach us at higherpowerradio.com or Higher Power Radio. It's H-I-R-E, by the way, on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook for Higher Power Radio Show. And that's how you get us. Or you can follow me at Rick underscore Gerard on Twitter. Uh, tune in next week. Our guest will be entrepreneurial thrill seeker and company builder Carrie Ransom. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 